and we are live we are back on the Greyhorn pagans podcast a a little earlier than you may be used to uh but you know finally actually a somewhat decent time for myself uh my guest for today is tim from cryptic chronicles tim thank you very much for coming on there was a uh a slight miscommunication i forgot to send the invite link but we're here now so uh thank you very much for coming on uh introduce yourself introduce your your show i've been watching it for a bit and you you make uh, you make a good show. You do you do some good work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm the host. I'm Tim Hacker. I'm the host of Cryptic Chronicles. It's just basically a show all about everything weird in the world. You know, basically it's not um, too polarizing either. Like one of my main things that I focus on is I try to give the information in a dispassionate way to the best of my ability. It doesn't always work. And then mm. let the audience decide what they want to decide. Yeah. Like you take it quite on the the broad spectrum as well. You do a little a little conspiracy, a little spirituality. Um, I liked your uh, your episode about the uh, the Bilderberg Group because you oh, know yeah. being being Dutch myself, it's very very close to home. So that's uh, yeah. But it's uh, thank you for uh, coming on. Um, so what yeah, I'm I'm always curious about the the journey that uh, that people have. Uh, you know have walked have where to where they uh, where they are now so what's what made you start to chronicles what made you spread this this information far and wide well i got into podcasting like way way long time ago like 2005 is when i first started like listening to podcasts all the time and wow. the main podcast that i listened to was called mysterious universe and i was literally listening to this podcast religiously with benjamin grundy for like years and years and years, all the way up until I basically started my own podcast. I stopped listening to them because I didn't want to accidentally steal from them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, love you guys, but I got to go do my own thing. And um, that was just one of my influences that I've just loved this type of storytelling, especially when it comes to fringe lore, the weird stuff people don't want to talk about, all that. Like that's what has always, always just, you know, called out to me. The reason why I wanted to make my own podcast other than that is pretty much I, I could see that a lot of people, how they had their styles, they would say things and they would say it in a way that actually makes a lot of people paranoid. Like they oh, yeah. would, like, um, they would say all these unprovable things that, you know, just kind of screws with people's heads. And, and like, they would say like conspiracy theories, like these are true and all that. And um, ghost stories, like all this stuff that's, you know, you can't really prove these things and i always wanted somebody who could like be a storyteller in that manner or mm -hmm. relay information in that manner without all the bias or without all of the trying to get people to believe what i want them to believe kind of a thing you know what i mean and that was yeah. that's basically what i i wanted to make podcasts that i wanted to listen to that's it yeah uh, you, you do see that a lot in the um uh, like conspiracy realm or like even in spirituality um that it's it's a lot of fear mongering uh you know like oh this is gonna be like the end of everything and you know this major event is coming and uh or they'll they'll put like unnecessary suspenseful music under their videos which makes you kind of like doing that really sometimes. yeah okay but it, it can like <laughs> being spooky and it, it can it's the nothing wrong with being being spooky like my my fiance or my wife is very uh into the the spooky thing 
um, and I, you know, absolutely, absolutely adore it. But like sometimes it can just it can be unnecessary. Uh, sometimes just that it can add unnecessary. It, yeah, yeah, like it's it's bad enough, you know, these topics are being so exaggerated and but so if you put like creepy music under it as well, it's just, you know, like you said, it's just going to make people fearful and that's that's not not helping anyone. Like I get that people are what's happening like it's, you know, things are I mean more is like if I'm telling an episode just about like ghost stories, that's it. Yeah. I'm going to be spooky and have music. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but that's that's just adding to it. That's, you know, for, for ambiance and whatever. But Yeah, like if yeah, someone's listening to it while going to sleep, I want them to have fucking nightmares. No, <laughs> yeah, I want it to be spooky. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Like, you know, if you if you do have music with your uh with your podcast or as like yeah. background music, then you know, have it have it fit the topic. Most most definitely. If I'm talking about Gnosticism, I'm gonna have something like kind of mystic. Yeah, like qu- choir music or the uh chanting or whatever yeah that's that's normally i have like synth wave though like the background music is mostly oh yeah 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 i'm a nerd like that (laughs) that was why i started the podcast and it's kind of like um geared more towards entertainment i'm not trying to have any secrets you know Uh, there's Mm -hmm. nothing that i'm trying to uh teach people they can learn if they want but it's like i'm not there for that i'm they're mostly just for, to be an entertainer first and foremost um talk about things on your uh your podcast that i rarely see other people talking about like uh the one i uh recently watched and like actually commented on the um what's that the lovecraftian god as a as a that's yeah. just a video though that's not a podcast episode yeah okay no yeah still but it's i don't see many people talking about um about that especially in the way that that you do so what what makes you what makes you talk about like those things like why why cthulhu of of all like that's there are so many other like conspiracies or, or like demons or well, whatever it's not supposed to be taken seriously when i'm talking <laughs> about cthulhu but there there's Aspects of Cthulhu, which are or the Cthulhu mythos, I should say, which are very fascinating because if you look at a lot of the things in the mythos itself, you'll find a lot of that stuff in Esoterica. And you know, around the time that Lovecraft was doing his thing, there were tons of these secret societies running around. And of course, uh, people will say there's no evidence that Lovecraft was a part of any of these secret orders, you know, because he would always deny it and he would deny anything like interested in that kind of stuff. But then if you look at how people used to run back then and how they do things, that's exactly what you'd expect somebody from part of those orders to say. They would never say the truth. Like they could be, yeah, like a tarot master. But when they're out in public or with anybody, they'd be like, oh, look at those stupid cards people believe in. What a bunch of dummies. (laughs) And they go home and they're doing like these massive spreads of tarot. And, you know, that's just what they did. So you can find like either... You know, he had some kind of weird gnosis with some real entities out there that influenced him in some way, specifically through his dreams. He's known to have crazy dreams, but also it's possible that he was influenced by this lore found in Esoterica. If you look at Azathoth, what's Azathoth? Azathoth is basically just like the all from Hermeticism, or like the Demiurge, you know, uh, or the not the Demiurge. Yeah, the Demiurge or the Pleroma. I don't know. But there are these lore with these entities that are everything and they just dream up everything in their minds. And you find that in Azathoth and H.P. Lovecraft. Like, where'd you get that idea, dude? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's a very, 
you see you see that in a lot of a lot of myths and a lot of mythos that um or even just in like basic spirituality that reality is what you what you make of it like you create your own reality in a way um like you that you got in the flesh and you can speak things into existence although that's really something you have to be have to be careful with because some people take it a little too far and you know go like full cult leader uh god most people can't really tap into that on a higher level no matter how advanced they get because holy shit but uh yeah. i get what you're saying i think that a yeah. lot of people get delusions of grandeur and oh, yeah. the, whole, the whole point of like being who we are is to be what we are so mm -hmm. i understand that there's that whole cult side people see of the universe and it's fine but i don't I don't think that that's necessarily too healthy to go into hardcore because if you look at it, a lot of people just start to get kind of mental illness. Yeah, yeah, that that much is is obvious if you look at the uh, diehard occultists, um, or they'll really get into uh, into substance abuse to mm -hmm. like try to well ground themselves or like level themselves out because like it's so out there and so up there of what they're working with and believing that to get themselves like back down to uh, back down to earth back down in their body they'll have to very dangerous substances or like they'll smoke like dmt and stuff yeah for yeah for example and you'll, you'll also see that uh like with uh with crowley for example like he oh, was heroin. a major he was a major <laughs> he was a major heroin user and like yeah. i do believe that well first of all because it's like we're supposed to be you know, mind expanding as mm -hmm. well i I do not like do not use it. Whoever's listening, whoever's watching, do not use it. Like just don't. But uh it can also be very grounding at the same time because you know it is still a earthly material and it's but it's kind of an kind of a escape as well. Um do do you have any experiences with like the the divine or you know supernatural, supranatural? That's a complicated question. Uh, if you're talking about like psychedelics, hell yeah, I like psychedelics, but <laughs> responsibly. So I'm of talking course. like having a babysitter, you know, um, not doing it all the time, like maybe the hardcore stuff once a year. Don't be stupid. It's, it's everything's pretty good in moderation, other than like heroin, you know, like the, the mm. ones that like will just ruin your life. But um, other than that, yeah, they. I like psychedelics. They they have to be used responsibly though. As for spiritual stuff and the supernatural. I, it's really hard for me to try and, ex I've always been kind of against telling people specific things of supernatural or paranormal encounters I've had because it's not really something that can be understood or, or comprehended other than mm -hmm. through experience. So if you're going to be going around telling these people stuff, like you're telling the wrong people, now you're just crazy, dude, and everyone's going <laughs> to be talking shit about you as the crazy dude who said all this crazy shit also when it comes down to other people i usually don't believe other people's paranormal experiences unless i've spent enough time with them to the point that i can analyze and gauge their character if i've spent that amount of much amount of time that i can gauge their character and they tell me something like that but until then it's either i'll just take it as a story that could be true or not true equally not dismissing it but not accepting it either um and the way that the supernatural or paranormal has mostly interacted with me throughout my life has been it's always been in a way that can somewhat be explained away mm -hmm. you know it'll make you be like did that happen or it could have been this it could have been that it could have been electricity breaking it could have been who knows 
Like it always interacts with me in a way where it can be explained away. For the most part, there's a couple that I don't, I don't want to talk about. That's usually how it works with me. Like, um, I remember one time I was walking home and it was like really late at night and I hear like there's all, it was at an apartment complex. So it's just a straight row of streets. There's cars parked all the way down every, both sides of the street. And I just hear this like knocking on the cars all the way from down the street to, to me and then past me down the street, like a thump, 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 thump. Nothing's there. That's a, that's a little odd. That's I'm like, okay, did that happen? Okay, well, I was extremely hammered, so. <laughs> yeah, you know okay, I mean? that, yeah, that, that'll. Like there's that'll always make, something there make you that, hear things. that yeah. can explain it away. Or, you know, you're you're in your room doing something and something that falls over that shouldn't fall over. Like, yeah, okay, that's spooky, but it could just be anything. You could explain it away. Or this light just turns off on its own for some reason. Yeah, that's really weird. But at the same time, it could just be some sort of shortage or who knows. Uh, like every yeah. every half-decent mystic, every half-decent, even ghost hunter will first try to uh, try to debunk it, try to, you know, like uh, rationalize it. Like, okay, can I, can I replicate it? Is it like, is it going to replicate itself? You know, like, for example, I said, like with the lights turning on, like does, like does the lamp just simply need a new light bulb or is the, is the wiring faulty or whatever? Like, especially when you're... Almost like the matrix is glitching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's another thing that um, seems to be taking off in popularity nowadays, like glitches in the matrix and like every kind of horror YouTuber or whatever will have multiple videos about, oh, you know, this glitch in the matrix. And mm -hmm. usually it's just it's stuff that, yeah, like usually it's stuff like, I don't, I don't know any real examples because I just, I don't watch that video, those videos. This is just, you know, hype. Uh, it's stories. Can't really take any of them seriously. Yeah. Because it's uh, uh, only be understood subjectively to experience. Sure, you've had some weird situations like that. Most people have. Not that oh, they admit I've, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've in my early 30s and I've experienced, uh, like, especially in, I want to say, the last 10 years when I really started getting into, uh, into paganism, into spirituality, I've started to you know, experience more and more, but some things I I can explain, some things I I can't. And you no, know, I just I leave it at that. The things that I can't explain, every once in a while I'll think back at it and be like, huh, like I do still wonder what that was, you know, when I thought I saw something or when I was with a, a friend of mine um in my my parents, well, old old home. Uh, they they moved about a year ago, but we saw the same thing. Granted, we Ooh. were yeah. I mean, granted, we were. Um, I believe we were like awake for two, like almost two days, like very hyped on like those cheap energy drinks and cans of monster and whatever. And well, you know, come to think of it, I. I can't verify, I can't know if he actually did see the same thing that I did. He said he did, but I don't know if he did. He probably saw it in a way his brain could comprehend it. Usually what the subconscious does, according to research, it'll represent what is ineffable based off of your own comprehension. Ever heard of that? No, no. That's, Stories well, that's, of people uh, seeing 
looking at the same paranormal experience, but mm -hmm. they see different things. Oh, okay, right. Because everyone has their own way of thinking, way of believing. So their subconscious will make of it what they well, like what what they what they know, what they what they recognize. I should have explained that better. So in neuroscience, your brain is wired a certain way, and it only mm -hmm. has these familiar pathways. So if you come across something that defies anything that you've seen before, those pathways aren't made in your brain. It's like for example, um, like when uh, South Americans, when the boats were out in the ocean, they couldn't see the boats because they didn't know what boats were. Like they couldn't mm -hmm. comprehend them. So it didn't assemble them in their brain. What it did was it would put a placeholder, just like with the paranormal. If you see something that's beyond your comprehension, um, you either all your hair go, turns white <laughs> or you see something not what's there, but what your brain can comprehend. Because a lot of these things, if it's uh, depending on what perspective you're coming here from different dimensions, and if you're like something that's fourth dimensional pushing down into the third dimensional, there's no way our brain can understand that shit. Yeah, so, like, like a quite literal brain fart, and it's yeah, it's, yeah it just perceives what it like, most closely resembles. Or... Yeah, what can comprehend yeah. any closest pathway that fits the neural connections. Oh, that's that's interesting. I hadn't I hadn't heard that that one before, but that makes a lot of sense. It, it makes sense why so many people who who are ghost hunters or whatever or like way into the the paranormal and spiritual tend to see or hear things more often because they're used to those pathways yeah neurologically yeah totally that's why somebody who's never experienced the paranormal or like that they knew of experienced it but they're yeah. new to them they might not even see anything whereas the person next to them is like oh my gosh what is that and the other person's like you crazy guy <laughs> Oh, that does make that does make a lot of sense. But with the um, the psychedelics, I, I personally I never psychedelics. I've always been like interested in the experiences and all of that. Like, do you believe that it can be a a pathway to the um, to the divine? Do you think, or is that just new age thinking? Like, oh yeah, like use LSD or shrooms, and it will like automatically break open your third eye, and you'll like receive instant and like. I'll tell you this. First and foremost, I don't know anything. Like, I do not. I'm not here to tell anyone anything about anything. All I know is subjective stuff that kind of works for me. And there's a path to enlightenment, an individual path unique to every single individual personal life. So what works for one person is not going to work for another. And, you know, in infinite shades of gray. I think personally, I like the idea that we live in multiple dimensions, which is kind of proven in quantum physics, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, you ever read the book Flatland? It's a good example. I think that we don't know anything about the universe, humanity is delusionally arrogant. I think that our the accumulation of all of our knowledge about like the, a grain of sand, a single grain of sand of all the oceans, beaches in the world. So that leaves open, at least in my imagination, infinite possibilities of how things could be or not be. And I don't really try to accept or deny any of them. Have you ever heard of a discordianism? Familiar. I, okay. I do believe. Well, think of Taoism. I'm my mind works like a Taoist mind. If you get it. Okay. And I yeah. meditate every day. I'm a, I've been a, a incredibly spiritual since 2014 in my daily practice. Mm -hmm. So I like to be spiritual while being grounded. And a lot of these spiritual entities, depending on what point of view we're coming from, like they're tricksters. There's always a spirit yeah. who wants to get into the shoes of somebody you want to talk to or see. You can't really trust anything or any any of that crap. 
unless you like really have a lot of experience with it and you can discern. I think that psychedelics, especially DMT and stuff like that, why not? Why can't you be talking to uh, clockwork elves and these DMT entity gestures and all that stuff? Yeah, why not? Totally possible in my mind. Is it a fact? Do I know that they were real to me? Yes, they were real to me. And I prove that to anybody else. So it's irrelevant. And um, well, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, what paradigm are you? Like, what's your spiritual path? Are you a Gnostic? Like, you're a pagan, um, tell from the yeah. Name <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, kind of a Gnostic in in the sense that I'm always like looking for looking for gnosis, looking for new new ways, looking for different paths, trying to uh, to gather as much information as I can and try to find the 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 threats that's that connects all of them so so what up but you're pagan right so do you have yeah. any like, pagan path you're interested in or focused on uh yeah definitely the um norse north germanic mostly um by uh my patron are you into rune? um no i'm i'm not not much into uh into divination uh other people that i know are uh definitely are i mean i i do i do believe in the the power of divination i do believe there definitely is power in uh in runes there is power in in cards um but i don't practice it myself i'm more of the um with with the risk of sounding somewhat pretentious the like the warrior scholar so like I, I i do and i don't um i i absolutely admire the amount of uh of wisdom that he has managed to gain but he is a very difficult god to connect with i have i have tried before I've done certain, um, yeah, I call them experiments, but they're not really, really experiments. So what uh, Norse gods do you work with then? Um, mostly Thor, of course. That's why I always, always wear the hammer. He's a go-to guy. Uh, I mean, he's the protector of mankind, the protector of, of Midgard. He's the, the god of the common man. And mm -hmm. I very much, I like, I, I do love, uh, Freya, the, um, who is, well, she's from the, yeah, from the, the Vanir. Though, but she is the um, the goddess of love and war, and somehow, like in most of my relationships, um, especially like love interests, I always manage to find find the girls or find the women who do have do kind of have that layem or slayem attitude. Um, and as a like as a, as a even which like especially grew in high school i i can't do injustice it doesn't matter in 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 what's what way or form i i hate it whether it be against myself or someone else or someone i love or whatever i will always that's kind of the the, the thor in me mm -hmm. but also uh tear uh tivas mm -hmm. always, always looking for for justice always wanting to to fight for justice, but mm -hmm. I have learned over time to my battles. Like there are certain battles that even though I really want to fight them, I am not going to win them. And I have learned that in a few hard ways. There there have been definitely have been some some hard lessons. Um hit my head more than once. I got scars. <laughs> oh. it came from this far away. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but in a good uh, way. No, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, sometimes you 
like you need a good ass kicking to wake you up and see what's actually actually happening. I have courage. That's that's for sure. That's for sure. Especially if you're uh, if you're following the the Norse gods, then courage is uh, is an attribute that you that you must have because they are not going to respect you, otherwise, especially <laughs> no. Thor. Oh, so no, which, no. You, which which like uh, I can't think of any exact practices off the top of my head. But so, how do you practice your pagan? Uh, there are many ways that you can uh, that you can practice it. Like um, myself, like I said, I I lean towards uh, like warrior scholars. So I try to um, try to stay fit. You know, I go to the gym. I to uh, martial arts, jujitsu, which is my way of of honoring Thor, of honoring Donar, by because he is the the strongest of all gods, uh, like physically the most strongest of all gods. And I I did have his his temper, you know, hit first, ask questions later. Um, something that's un- unfortunately in this physical world doesn't work as well. As you know, in in Asgard, where you can just you know hit a, a troll or a giant on the head, and nobody nobody really cares. If I do that here, people are complaining, you know, dragging me to court, and all of that. So there's a time for everything. There's a time to step away, and there's a time <laughs> to fight. Wisdom is knowing when that time is. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's one of the reasons I uh, I started training martial arts why i started training uh jujitsu and i did a little bit of boxing and kickboxing and mma but jiu-jitsu is the one thing that's that stuck because um that's that's also my my way of meditating that's my meditation which which sounds maybe Legit. because yeah. because like I'm, I'm trying to rip other people's limbs off and they're trying to rip my limbs off but at the same time it's where i can really because you got to keep focused on on one thing while also uh you know trying to think ahead trying to have a a game plan um also the chemical change to the brain as well yeah definitely and it's it's a great way to to stay fit and to stay um to stay flexible like jujitsu will force you to flexible because you're getting folded up in all kinds of weird pretzels and sometimes yep. after a uh aikido for a while and that's kind of similar to judo not jujitsu but uh yeah, judo is really good too or aikido if it's similar yeah that's... it's useless <laughs> it's fun though like you're talking Japanese and stuff when you're doing it. Mm. Like Ichni San Shiko. Onigashimasu. Like you get to say all the cool <laughs> stuff and like work with fake swords and shit. Oh, great. Right. But in a practical fight, mm, like unless uh, you have, still a, unless you have a big stick at hand, but yeah, but sometimes you know, <laughs> sometimes just punching is gonna work better. Yeah, especially if like someone's coming at you with a huge what a haymaker. It's, it never helped me in a fight, like physically, because I've been in a decent amount, but it has helped me fall. Like, I'm really good at falling down. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> or like, can trip. I'm not going to trip usually. Like, my footing is amazing. But where I learned to do the actual stuff that works was from MMA. Like, not MMA literally mm-hmm. doing it, just like a dojo that practiced it. Yeah. I only did that for like a year though. Aikido was really good. I miss it. But even though it's like useless, not totally useless, don't get me wrong. Anybody out there who does Aikido, don't take me wrong. You know what I mean though. Uh, it's like a it's like a spiritual thing as well, like what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, no, it, it, you don't do any like rituals or anything like that, do you? Um I do with my uh with my wife. Uh she is a uh she's a witch. Uh we we do try to 
to do certain rituals, either with the, the full moon, the new moon, or on the um, on the solstices, for That's example. Um, but my like my ritual, I I don't really do any big rituals. I just try to live my my everyday life in a way that I I hope that I believe will honor the gods so by protecting the innocent and fighting back against injustice you know that's that's thor that's tear by you know trying to gain gnosis by trying to um to elevate my my spirits to elevate myself uh, that's my way of trying to uh, to honor Wotan to honor Odin because you know he gave the ultimate sacrifice like he sacrificed himself to himself on the that's that's one yeah that's one of the things like he he literally gave his eye for ultimate knowledge he you know, drank up the meat of poets to become the the master of verse he sacrificed himself to to himself on the on the Yggdrasil to indeed um you know discover the, the the knowledge and the magic of the runes so he has sacrificed so much of himself to gain that ultimate knowledge so the least i can do is try to to learn something every day like doesn't matter it, it doesn't have to be you know like these these huge lessons like when i read books or whatever and not all of them are about metaphysics or about religion or whatever like i I like to read fun stuff as well. I read the the Donald Duck Donald Duck magazine or like a pocketbook every really? once in a while. That's cool. I still love it. I, I you know, I had a and subscription. And if you love it, go for it. Anyone else ever tell you otherwise? Yeah, no, I had a subscription as a as a kid, and I I had that for over a decade, like well over a decade. Um, unfortunately, they got rid of my parents got rid of all of it, but you know, ten years of like weekly Donald Duck magazines. Um, but yeah, I, I know that um, other members of my tribe, for, ex uh, for example, Raven, Raven Wolfgar, he does daily tarot readings. Um, he practices with, uh, with the runes. Another guy that just uh, quite recently joined the tribe, he is a very, very advanced cultist. Um, so like those are also all people that I try to... Uh, I try to learn from that I, you know, that I talk with and but I can also just, you know, shoot the shit with like I can I can talk about the the serious stuff and I can talk about the, you know, like the everyday. Not not every day, all day can be devoted to learning and gaining gnosis and whatever. Gotta have rest. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And my way of honoring Freya is loving my wife and trying to be the best husband that I can be for her. Totally, which is always good. If you're just listening to this, I showed him my hand and it has my wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah, have... What were you going to say? Uh, yeah, do you, do you have any like spiritual practices besides uh like you mentioned meditation is the, are there like do you do any rituals for <laughs> example or are you or aren't you so i have my own ritual that's just like a meditation spiritual stuff that i do mm -hmm. daily um i don't want to go into too much detail about it because okay. i want to seem kind of mysterious you know it wouldn't be very cryptic of me to be so obvious and very true so, yes but um i could like i have an insane amount of knowledge about basically i think I, this doesn't sound arrogant to me because i can back it up for the most part basically every occult paradigm 
I'm pretty well versed in. I have studied it for years and years and years and years and years. Does it mean that I practice all this stuff? Like, um, I know a lot about Thelema. I'm not a Thelemite. So I just, um, when I was younger, I got this idea in my head. Like it started when I was around 12, maybe. Um, I had read this book called The Art of War. I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh yeah. This book changed my entire life, changed the way I looked at everything. And I grew up in a Christian household, but not a Christian household that's like, you know, brimstone, hardcore dogma. My parents are really enlightened. Like even my mom, she's like more so um, agnostic or she would be a heretic to really hardcore Christians. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a bigger picture. She, she's not like, anyway, I'm blabbing. But I got, got in trouble when I was around 12 after reading The Art of War because I started immediately researching humanology. Oh, and then okay. let me explain why I got into this, because it makes sense when I explain it. So sure. in the art of war, it says in order to defend against something or fight something and have victory against something, you have to know it. Like you have you have to know it or you're going to lose. And um, I came from a Christian, Christian house where demons were a real threat. So I thought to myself, holy crap. Everybody in my family, at my church, and in my extended Christian circle, they're all in danger. That was what I thought. Because they don't know. They just fear demons, and they don't know anything about demons. And yeah. so I, I took it upon myself. I'm going to learn all this shit, and I'm going to protect all of you fucking idiots. You're stupid. <laughs> and you don't know the art of war. And that and I actually got in trouble for researching demonology, too. I did it anyway. But I just kept on going and going and going, and that led from one thing to another— where I would just hop to a new thing, to a new thing, to a new thing, because I wanted to be able to defend the people I cared about from these things. Yeah. And eventually I matured, you know, and that kind of went not as much of a thing. I didn't have this like uh, pathological need to defend people in my family from demons. So that's where this habit that I had of studying these occult things began. Makes sense now, right? It does. That's 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 the first time actually. That, but it makes sense. The art of war, you know, if you kind of defeat something you have to know it like mm -hmm. know yourself and know thy enemy and mm -hmm. yeah and that's that's the genesis of what started this whole crazy path that brought me to where i am just because you wanted to be able to first the art of war yeah and yeah, then okay. then because and then, of the art of war yeah, yeah okay. and then wanting to protect people from demons that's what started my whole weird esoteric journey that's all that's the origin that's a great start actually like it to to start off with the the art of war, I mean I I do get why um why your your family and extended family like was kind of hesitant or not okay with you you know learning demonology yeah, technology. I I bet, but you would think that you know if you were to explain it like hey I'm only like trying to get to know the enemy so that I can protect myself and protect you all from it like, yeah. 12 year olds are fucking stupid and my parents like they didn't know art of war or any of that crap so they were just like what are you doing <laughs> learning are you yeah stop <laughs> so i mean i wish i could have explained it but i was 12 it led to a lot of knowledge that most people don't got i bet but from 12 years old from 12 years old that's really early that's quite early like when i was 12 i was concerning myself with i had a like my first girlfriend at the time i was trying to survive high school and at home i booted up my computer and started playing runescape like that's that's what i did as a, a kid but i've always been interested in weird shit and okay. um 
Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. Like even back then, even when I was younger, I would be sitting there watching TV, the History Channel, you know, at nighttime when the History Channel gets really weird. That was oh, my yeah. favorite time. Yeah. I'd be watching all the alien stuff, all, whatever <laughs> we were on there. We didn't have ancient aliens back then, but there was still alien stuff like documentaries and whatnot. Oh, the good old days, the nighttime History Channel when it's... Yeah. When it gets super weird. <laughs> Any more yeah. coffee? But uh, yeah. So that's that. So you've been on the you've been on the path for a while. That's that's really cool. Yeah, man. Uh, kind of like petered off a bit in my twenties because I was busy chase, chasing girls and getting wasted. <laughs> uh, but it, it, pick up, it picked up again around when I was like twenty eight. When I was twenty eight, okay. that's when I got back into it. That's uh, two thousand fourteen. Like when I said. So I spent like maybe ten years just screwing around. I was still into weird stuff though, but I wasn't like on my path. Like I was off the path because I was like, this is stupid. I was just like lost, you know, like all twenty-year-old twenties people are lost. Yeah, just back on their way back. Yeah, just chasing tail, pretty much, and mm-hmm. having fun. Nothing matters. Being like, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But if it, you know, if the the path is truly for you, if the if the the life of a a mystic is or a gnostic is truly for you then eventually it'll uh, it'll call you back yeah i don't really consider myself a gnostic maybe to a degree like i will definitely tell people i'm gnostic but not mm-hmm. in the sense that they might think because like gnosticism isn't really a set religion it's just an umbrella term that unites a bunch of different ideas. And a lot of those ideas are in conflict with my own ideals. But then again, there's some Gnostic I- ideas that I get along with. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, yeah. if anything, I would be definitely a Taoist, but also a Discordian. Probably my favorite way to describe myself, which I actually have not talked about on my podcast because when people first get a surface view of what Discordianism is, it's usually through bias and it looks, but, but, yeah, but, but what it really is, is awesome. What are your thoughts on um, on alchemy, like spiritual alchemy? Do My thoughts on alchemy. Um, do I believe it's real or not real? Doesn't matter because there's always going to be people who believe it's real and people who believe it's not real, and opposites cultivate and validate one another. Do I think that the idea of al- alchemy can be utilized in uh, a practical way that actually is useful. Hell yeah. I turn lead into gold all the time. It's like when you're somebody's being a dick to you, you can either be a pawn on the chessboard and let them move you, or you can turn that into gold and be the player looking at the board. You know, it's, an, it's a weird analogy, but it works. It's the same thing. You're just transforming something into something else within yourself, within your mind. Yeah. Because a lot of people too, at the same time, think that alchemy of the past was all just metaphor and symbolism and it actually is just a spiritual practice whereas there will be another side of the same group of people who subscribe to alchemy where they're like no dude alchemy is real you can go in a lab and and make a a homunculus huh you get you can make the philosopher's stone it's possible you don't think it is i i think that the way that we understand matter is not very advanced at all and it's highly possible to transform things 
you look at the double slit experiment, how you have matter jumping yeah. in and out of existence in completely separate parts of time and space. It's like, you think you just can't rearrange some of those molecules so it becomes something else? Of course you can. We just don't know how. Or, you know, if alchemy's real, the alchemists know how. They ain't telling no one, though. The whole point of that, <laughs> yeah, the whole point of that is just to be secret, not have the profane corrupt it. Yeah. It's it's something that I've been going a little deeper into lately, like alchemy and spiritual alchemy, and I I do believe there is there is something to it. It's just as you said, like so many people will take it as being a metaphor, like you know, as well, that metaphor is just as good as being real. Then isn't it real? Like I'm oh, saying, if you're okay. using alchemy tricks of your spiritual books that you've been reading and been practicing, if you have real results, isn't it real? Right? It's real to you. That does in that context that does make it real yeah alchemy's real in that context never going to prove alchemy's real to anyone else unless they believe it too and they'll go along with what you're saying but that doesn't matter because it's real to you you're only you aren't you you're your own universe what else is real but within your own mind i don't have an answer for that that's that's a good one I don't think think there, about it, I don't there is think no there objective is. reality there isn't it's only the reality that we create in our own mind so if you practice alchemy and it works for you. Alchemy's real. Yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah. Like, how about the, do you believe there can be alchemical masters? Like, for example, the Count of Saint-Germain or sure. was it uh, Fleming or they, uh, Nicolas Flamel, I believe. I think that's, that level can be achieved. Yes. Like the, 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 al- the alchemical marriage, like the marriage of um, yeah. the divine well, male, the divine female, or is you're that... You're going to tie me to like dogmatic reality tunnels, then no, I'm not going to be tying myself to that. But yes, I do believe that those states of being are possible. Look at our DNA. We have tons of DNA that's not even activated. You know, we have all this junk DNA and all this other crap. And um, it's been proven also that the mind can affect DNA to a degree. So if you have a strong enough mind and you know how to use it, why not change your genes? Do I have any proof of that? No. Do I believe it's possible? Yeah. Well, I think the the best more modern day example uh, would be Wim Hof, for mm-hmm. example, who nice managed man. to, yeah, like I, I, I really want to do like a, a weekend with him. Um, and you know, he is Dutch and like, uh, just Good. here He's in the Netherlands. Cool. Yeah, cool I know. I know. Uh, like, cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, the, the literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but there, there have been, um, like studies on like with him that he managed to, um, quite literally cure himself. By just uh, the power of the power of mind. Dude, look at Hindu monks and like all that stuff too. They can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, the mind the mind is a powerful thing. It's just it's how you how you choose to use it. Mm-hmm. It also comes down to your subconscious first and foremost, because we got a lot of subconscious blocks that were put into us by entities not really out for our well-being let's say mm-hmm. by entities i don't mean literal entities but i could mean literal entities too but also just society you know people condition you to believe certain things aren't possible when you're a kid your subconscious is going to hold on to that shit and that's going to very much affect your mind and your life yeah that's that's clearly true you know speaking of master i've always been certain things that i always find it interesting like how, how innocent kids still are and how like how simple like how simplistic they can still make things like as a, as an adult it's learned behavior most likely but you always tend to overthink things like you you go way past like way past the meaning but when i 
ask my daughter or when I ask my, my son something, they'll just come up with something. And, it's, and it would make more sense than if I were to ask like any other regular adult the same question. Mm -hmm. And I, I do believe that childlike innocence, it's a shame that um, we're, we're losing that as we grow up because I guess we're exposed expected to to lose it because you can be a child in a world world of adults so all the uh, you know that that spark of life that spark of creativity that's not useful so suppress that don't do that instead go sit in a cubicle for eight hours a day five days a week that's hell that is that is hell that would be that would be hell that is like i can't imagine anyone doing that people do but, that they get treated like crap all the time they but and they still will do it for 10 years 20 years like they'll, they'll do it for for a lifetime that cubicle becomes wasted their, yeah their life because it becomes it becomes their world yeah. like they never do anything else like on the weekends they sit at They're home they watch tv maybe read a book but nothing like nothing too exciting like that's that's literally soul crushing like you're you're selling your soul to the company by just and they don't give a fuck about you <laughs> no. I, I mean i don't want to depress anybody out there that has a corporate job though but get out of it <laughs> yeah i mean i I've always been the one who, uh, like, for my for my job, when when I do have a job, it needs to be something a little more, um, which is why I quit my last job, even if it was in uh, in security. Uh, you know, I was working as uh, as airport security, but oh, that sounds kind which, of toxic. <laughs> well, no, I mean toxic as in you know, airplane. Just people upset and, all the time. Well, no, I didn't mean like that, like mentally toxic, because people are always like, when you're doing customer service stuff, that's soul crushing. Who's like, they're always pissed off at airports. Yeah. Well, luckily, I, you know, I, I didn't work with, uh, with the passengers. Like I worked outside. So with, um, oh, like you crew, didn't, with, oh, okay, with, that's good. With, with crew and the people who, um, you know, like drive the, the meals back and forth to the, to the plane and all of that. Like that, that sounds really cool at first, like, oh, airport security, like, oh, you're the first line of defense. Dude, I'm sitting on my ass six to eight hours a day. I'm doing jack shit. Like there, there were certain posts at the airport where I could work from like one in the afternoon to 10 in the evening. And I would see three people over the entire day. Yeah. And that's why I quit because I was like, you know, I do love security. I do love working as a security guard but here at the airport. I am getting so unhappy here. And then, you know, of course, like the, the team leaders and shift leaders and all. No, they're all dead inside. They are. And, you know, because it's airport security, it pays a little better than, than regular security. Like there are certain like bonuses or certain, certain extras or whatever. And for nine out of 10 people, that was the reason why they were working there. And that's why they all, Money. That, that's why they all called me crazy that I told them like, Hey, this is not for me. I'm going to quit. You're doing little and you get paid well. Not happy. That's good enough reason. Exactly. I wasn't happy. Like it, it came very, like I came to the point very fast that I was dreading to go to work. I was like, Oh God. Okay. Here we go again. Yeah. Doing nothing all day. 
getting paid well for it, but just sitting on my ass and sitting on my phone and playing games and watching YouTube videos and TikTok videos and like having to charge it like two times a day because because you're on it so much. <laughs> yeah, because like what else am I doing? Hey man, give me what, one second, okay? But as you can see, as you can hear, ladies and gentlemen, this conversation is really all over the place. Uh, I, I I try. I'm trying to keep it. I guess it is kind of structured. We're still talking about the spirit, the soul. Um, but yeah, like these are the these are the fun conversations where we can talk about anything, everything, but still have it be in the realm of spirit, have it be in the realm of soul and alchemizing. And... I got a puppy and he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a big fat rat cat. Rat cat. I got two yeah, cats. My cat really is he's not doing well with this with this weather. Like it's 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 summer here now and we're at uh, like 30 30 Celsius. Um, it's like a spring here. Yeah, but like it's 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 the Netherlands. So we don't like it, it usually doesn't get as hot here or not for like for as long but Where yeah were we? talking about um, yeah talking about soul, soul crushing job like very enlightened stuff <laughs> yeah you gotta have a job that gives you purpose i think that's that's really hard to find nowadays Why you especially just keep looking for it? that's 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 true yeah i mean if you i could have a temporary job but just temporary so you find what you're supposed to be doing like you you found podcasting now you're set yeah if you know if i can if i can make podcasting and content creating if i like, I'm, I'm i'm trying i'm doing my best to like grow my channel grow my podcast and it is like it is growing i'm getting there slowly but surely um never give up you'll be fine so i don't i don't intend to i'm having i'm having too much too much fun it is way too much I, fun yeah and I have too much already to like to just quit. Like I've been, I've been doing this show. I've been doing the the Grammar Pagans podcast. Uh, I believe I uploaded my first uh, first episode on Spotify in March of last year, and it's been since October last year when we started our series on Ragnarok. We've done three, four shows on, on Ragnarok and just like the end times in, in general, because there is just so much comparing. There is so much overlap. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the whole reason why, you know, why I started the, the series on Ragnarok, because um, if you look at the story of Ragnarok, in the uh the Norse Germanic scriptures and you look at the like the apocalypse in the Bible and you look at mm -hmm. what the, the Hindus and the Buddhists say like there is a certain overlap in all of it. That's that's also why I do tend to believe in um in things like the the Akashic records, for example, or that there was this or I should say is this one one spirit um that encompasses all and that's the difference gods and goddesses and the pantheons and belief systems that they're all fractions or refractions of those ideas uh even if you just look at the uh european pantheon for example like the norse germanic pantheon uh has uh very closely resembles that of the eastern europeans as well but there are also commonalities to be found in the celtic pantheon and a little when you go more towards the greco-roman it's all very much like adapted to the lack so mm -hmm. because here in northern europe like we have very cold harsh winters and very very rury um like autumn you know 
it gets really cold and wet and windy. So we as a people had to be tougher. So mm -hmm. therefore our gods are tougher as well. Well, the Greco-Roman, I mean, you know, it's nice. In the, Mediter in the Mediterranean, it's just, it's good living. There's mm -hmm. sunshine. There's warmth, fresh fruit. I mean, you're from California, so you kind of be able to recognize that. So there... what the hell, snow. I don't know. What snow is. <laughs> oh, but it that's uh, you see that in their their gods as well. Like they have more gods like Bacchus, for example, or Dionysus, who are more of the uh, like the gods of abundance of you know feasting of just getting drunk off your ass at a you know a party that lasts for a week. Yeah. Do you think that they might be uh, archetypes in a way? Like uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Carl Jung. You probably are, or you uh, people like to pronounce it that way too. <laughs> And then they'll yeah. like totally correct you. They'll be like, "You mean you?" Me? <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I am familiar. I, I, that's that's another thing that I've been um, I've been seeing more, and therefore like also going into more uh, kind of uh, Nietzsche and Jung. I've actually started reading uh, "Thus Spake Zarathustra." Um, that's all so, fantastic stuff. Yeah, it's 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 kind of tough to uh, to get through at first, but once you start to understand it, it's it makes sense. But yeah, mm -hmm. I do i do definitely believe that our our gods like yes they are literal gods they are how do i put that like elevated versions of ourselves sometimes they were uh they even were human before they were gods they have reached that state of um of apotheosis mm. like they have become the divine uh like odin for example wotan is said to be um like he was a uh, like a regular at first, and just by like gaining the knowledge and all of that, he managed to elevate himself to godhood. Made it possible for him to uh, to seek and gain even deeper, more divine knowledge. Eventually, becoming the leader of the pantheon. And so you don't we... think he slayed Ymir? Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated. And good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podcasticaudio.com slash easy. It's Corp or the Nine Realms. I mean, don't take the myth like literally then. They're, they're good stories. They're, they're amazing stories, but I think they are literal. I think there is something to it. I think if you uh, like, it's it's just like just like the Bible. So many people take the Bible literally, but it's astrology, it's astronomy, it's alchemy, it's mythology, yeah. and I think that's the same. Like with all the all the spiritual texts, like maybe there is some literal stuff, but I think a lot of it um, or has a a deeper meaning so yes i do think that uh, that our gods also represent archetypes and that's that that's why it's also easier to connect with certain gods because you recognize that archetype in yourself like for from you know for myself with 
with Donar, with Tiwaz, trying to protect the innocent and fight for good and whatever, and be more of the, the warrior spirit, being, you know, European. It's, mm -hmm. That's our history. That's our ancestors. So I can easier uh, or more easily. And our gods are a representation of that. They are that that energy, that archetypal archetypal energy, that archetypal example. Um, but no, I'm I'm not definitely not one of those one of those people who takes the uh, the stories literally. Uh, they're, I think they're, they're like more cultural interfaces than like I, I kind of see the same way. I think that there's like some truth in any mythology, but it's a cultural interface, the ineffable. Yeah, no, it, it definitely definitely is. And um very much adapted to the to the land mm -hmm. as well. Because like yes we're all but I'll never be able to like fully relate to someone from Africa or Asia. Yeah. Or even Southern Europe, like even though we're both Europeans from Northern Europe, the other one's from Southern Europe, it's still vastly different. Mm -hmm. So we may have some things in common, but they live a totally different life in a totally different area on a totally different land. So I, why I believe that um, I don't want to be like really that close-minded and say that oh you have to be from Northern Europe or like Germain the what used to be Germania in Scandinavia to be able to fully connect to the God like that's that's very that's again you know very dogmatic yeah I mean where are you been. to say who the gods will accept or not accept mm. true true like who who am I to to speak for the gods like um, yeah just, but I do get what you're saying. Easier, definitely easier. easier. My um, family's from Bavaria, so we're not necessarily oh. on your your level of Norse connection. Bavaria was Germania. We got Woden. Oh, we, yeah. them all, we got them all kinds of weird names, not the normal ones. So, and like I do believe that that maybe is uh, also the reason for uh, like what I like to call the the pagan revival, especially what you um, what you see going on in the, um, the U.S., of course, because it's really in, popular. In, Even in Europe, it's really popular, pagan revival. Like, it, Druidism is the fastest yeah, growing religion. It is. Druidism is the fastest growing religion. Yeah, it's Druidism. A... Druidism of all, yeah. But I think that's because... Um, well, because of multiple reasons, actually, because of it's it's some easier to find that information. Like you don't have to go to some obscure library to like all the way in the back find some the mm -hmm. old book that's like tells us about our ancestors. Also, because the the church, like the the, the Abrahamic faiths, especially you know Christianity, Catholicism. Ours. Rulers, yeah, use that as a power tool. Not, not they didn't really care about that religion. Well, don't get me no. wrong. But I mean, like, at, at first, they yeah. they did maybe, but as soon as they found out that they can use it as a power tool, that's exactly what it became. To, yeah. to subjugate, and I'm cool know. with Christianity at its core, like in its core essence, it's beautiful. Oh, but the shadow of Christianity, pretty dark and. Dogma isn't good. No, I I feel the same way. Like the the teachings of Christ of the the Christos, they're good. Yeah, but they're, did, they're uh, good. People follow them though. No, 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 definitely not. Like, uh, look, like I don't want to get political or anything, but Jesus would not be doing a lot of the things that Christians do. No, he would. He would despise it. He would maybe be like 
if, if he thinks it's a sin, he would be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. Let me talk to you about reasons why this and that and enlighten you. He wouldn't be like, you're fucking evil and going to hell. Or no, like no. <laughs> in the Middle, East, Middle Ages, he'd be like, burn them all. No, God, Jesus would be like, what the hell, dude? Don't hurt people. It's like, did you listen to anything I taught? Except people, oh, don't man. judge me. But yeah, no, no. and then, you know, when they came into <laughs> Europe, it was convert or die. Die. Yeah, Jesus wouldn't have anything to do with any of that crap. No, oh, definitely not. I mean, he, it, you know, it's like, it would be wise if he were to listen to me, if he were to, you know, to heed my words, to learn from me. But if you don't want to, yeah, it, it's not like if you don't want to, you know, as you said, then you're then you're going to hell, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna fucking cut off your hell head or, or, or drown you because you know yeah. like you're a witch, and if you're a witch, you float, and if you drown, well, I guess she was human after all. So stupid. But, <laughs> yeah, that's just it doesn't make sense when you actually try to break it down. But I'm not trying to diss on Christianity. Don't get me wrong. I no, just no, don't no. use dogma in general. Like do- I, think, I don't like dogma. I think there's a uh, I think there's a difference between and the religion. Mm. Or like the the church and the teachings, like. But even if you if you look at Christianity, especially Catholicism, it is still very pagan. Yeah, dude, they worship the they worship the mother and stuff. Like, look at Mother Mary. Yeah, and they have all these saints. They're just placeholders for pagan gods. Yeah, they are. They are. And it's especially with with Catholicism. I mean, they the the goddess Bridget, the the Celtic goddess Bridget, practically like wholesale adopted her and just kind of you know twisted her story to make it about jesus instead of about yeah. like celtic stuff she's still called bridget she's still kind of the same goddess it's instead now you know like i said she had to do with jesus and she was there with the birth of of jesus and like she was his stepmother or yeah. or something which is another thing that was like really popular and very uh very honored in uh in more celtic paganism and it's like you didn't even but still somehow she's supposed to be like a catholic saint you didn't change yeah, like all of the christian stuff is pagan originally even christian like christmas even i mean the 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 25th it, i mean even with the romans that was saturnalia yeah oh you're, yeah yeah wait wait wait, wait. now the solstice is on the the 20 the 21st yeah but I'm getting confused. um that like the bringing in of the the Christmas tree, you know, the Yule log, the, the, the tree that like doesn't die. It's a symbol of, because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, if you like it, in the winter time, it doesn't lose its needles. It doesn't lose its leaves. It stays green year round. Mm-hmm. So it's a symbol of life. The Yule log, the burning, of, the burning of the Yule log, you know, the, the, I forget the number of, of days of Yule. That's like the Advent calendar. And, you know, even if you, like I said, you know, Saturnalia with the with the Romans. I was celebrated on the twenty fifth. So like, even like uh, our non Christian holidays are pagan though too. Like look at uh, Samhain, Halloween, and shit. <laughs> that is so incredibly pagan. That's like probably why they tried to outlaw it back in the day, and then people were like, "No, we like candy and and spooky stuff." <laughs> yeah, and then you know you can commercialize it and all, and make people spend way too much money on it. Like, all the dentists are happy with the amounts of candy because, you know, that means they can go on holiday in the winter at all because, you know, they can rake in the cash because of all the cavities. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many, like, um, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but basically, like, the majority of our holidays, including the Christian-orientated ones, they're all pagan. Yeah. All of them. 
I can't think of any newer ones other than a couple. Like there's a couple I can think of actually, but I'm not going to mention them. But the majority, they're all pagan. I mean, they built like the, the very early Christians who came into Europe, they built their churches on pagan holy sites. Mm -hmm. I mean, first of all, to our God is superior. That's why we're putting like our church, like our gods on top, like quite literally on top of your gods. But that's also in recognition because that is a powerful place already. Mm -hmm. Because it was already a place of worship. It's their place of worship. Yeah, and all that psychic juju is built up there. Perfect spot yeah, for church. Exactly. And it was even even that bad that uh, I, I got this from... Um, from Thane Josh from uh, from Child of Ash, he goes by. But that um, you were like quite literally outlawed as a pagan. You know what the only place of refuge was what? in the in the church. You can't do anything yeah. wrong in the church, right? You can't so as, as a pagan, if you didn't want to be hunted down, you know, have the you know your your hat chopped off and whatever, seek refuge in church. Your gods, it's the god that will protect you. Or if you're a hermeticist, you just literally blend in with any religion is in your area and just yeah. be a hermeticist and be invisible because it doesn't matter what channel you channel to the all you're just always using whatever is in front of you as an interface so it doesn't even matter that's how hermeticism survived christianity was it was because it was invisible blended in yeah yeah there's there's been bad stuff has been done out of the the name of religion like they they all and love do the opposite but cut your hat off if you don't believe in the same God. Very believe loving. what I believe or you're the enemy. So that's like the oldest idiot thing humanity has ever done and continues to do to this day. Basically stupid. And it's just a common theme. But that's a good way to tell that something's bullshit is if somebody says there's only this way, one way, every other way is false. That's just good marketing. And that usually means whatever oh, that yeah. is, is bullshit. Or not necessarily all of it, but the way they're selling it is bullshit i think the church has the best marketing team there is like look at yeah. look at catholicism where uh, i mean I, I what we the say number, or burn the, the excrement yeah i mean i guess the numbers would be like down a <laughs> little but it was like what two three billion catholics or something like the, 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 i want their marketing team it's good marketing it really is, is. It really is. Honor, fucking burn i don't like that kind of marketing like i i do no i get what you're saying it's the efficiency, <laughs> the efficiency. yeah oh yeah not, and it, yeah and it is it is hella efficient and that's no better that's, tools than fear to manipulate people yeah but then you you know you got a, a couple of pagans who disagree and don't fear death and uh like the the one of the greatest uh, greatest examples i i always like to give is uh the uh the former king redbutts of uh of frisia of like old frisia now it's just one never heard of it oh, okay. uh like frisia used to be like uh pretty much the whole west coast of what is now the the netherlands that used to be frisia and the frisian people and like he was given a choice you know well basically convert or die so he asked the uh, the conquerors, probably the Spanish, was the Spaniards here in uh, in the Netherlands. Is it? Um, oh, it was. That's right. I forgot that was part of their empire. Those bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I forgot about that. Good food, good booze, but you know their history kind of shady. Um, like in in California as well, they messed up messed up some shit there. Uh, but he was give, given a choice. Uh, so he asked them, okay, but if I convert, will I see? 
my ancestors again? Will I see my family again that you so brutally murdered because they didn't want to convert? And they said to him, because they're in hell because they refuse to convert. They refuse to believe if you convert, you'll go to heaven like us, like us who just like slaughtered your entire family and village and whatever. But that's a step set aside. Say one thing, do another. <laughs> so he basically told them, you know what? Then I would rather be in hell with my ancestors and my family than in heaven with bastards like you. Damn, what a badass. And I like it. I like him. Yeah. And those like that's pagan bravery. That's the pagan hero hero heroism. Yeah. Yeah. I need I need more coffee as well. <laughs> Do you want to go snack some? Uh no, nah, I'm good. I'll I'll wait till the Till the show is show's over, I, I have more stuff to do yeah. anyway. How much so, more do but, you think you're going to go? Um, I don't know. We're about like an hour and a half in, so we can we can wrap it up wrap it up here. I know it's uh, it's very early for you. Um, Whatever you want to do, man. I'd love to come on the show again sometime. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we can like we can do that. We can wrap it up here and then um, have have stuff left for uh, for a part two sometimes yeah yeah then let's let's wrap it up uh is there anything that you wish to promote anything that you wish to to plug anything that you're currently working on that the people should um in in your opinion pay attention basically you can find all of my content at my website at chronicles.com podcast everything you need all the links to whatever podcast host you use just go to crypticchronicles.com all that awesome i should have that in the description box below already let's see yeah i have your website spreaker spotify apple just all the, the mm -hmm. basic stuff i have in the description box down below so you. if you want to check out his stuff definitely definitely do that i can highly recommend it otherwise i wouldn't have asked him on the podcast anyway so um yeah thank you all for watching thank you all for listening tim thank you very much for coming on it was uh it was a good talk i like i definitely like the way you're thinking and you have given me much to uh to think about as well been a blast thank you for having me you're very welcome so this was another episode of the Greyhorn pagans podcast uh, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify. Uh, we're now finally on Apple Podcasts as well. It's been a bitch to get it on there. <laughs> um, and, you know, as with Tim, you can find it all through our website, www.greyhornpagans.com. Uh, all uh, neatly there in one place on one website. Yeah, it's been Great. I am gonna gonna enjoy the the rest of my day. I still have a lot of a lot of things to do, especially for the birthdays of my father and my sister. Oh, whose birthday yeah. is tomorrow, so I uh, still have some packages to uh, some gifts to wrap and cards to write. So yeah, thank you all. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment if you're listening to this on the podcasting platforms. Uh, leave us a comment. I believe you can do that now. That five star rating that every other good podcaster is always begging for. Um, I think that is all the good content creator shilling done. So I thank you all. And until next time, bye guys. <laughs>